0: Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the beautiful studios of Relate365.com. In the beautiful Northwoods of Wisconsin on the campus of Silver Birch Ranch, which right now it's currently snowing, which is a refreshing change because the last three days it has been raining. That's right. And mushy and mushy and
1: gobbly gooky. We have a guest, Peter. We do have a guest. Peter, that we never call Peter. Wow. Why don't we call you Peter?
2: I don't know. Does anyone call you Peter? Yeah my wife she does uh, is
1: that is it when you're in trouble
2: no it, oh, okay it's, it's all and it's always been that way because I met her here at Silver Birch and uh, everybody calls me Petey yeah uh, except for her she yeah. would not she never calls me down you Petey. to that level no never unless you're saying hey have you seen Petey and she'll say yeah Petey's over there okay oh okay. But it's but it's Peter Peter yeah. Yeah. Well, ever know Pete or, or Pete uh, mainly does she Pete. think Petey oh, okay.
1: sounds too childish or demeaning or something
2: Maybe, yeah like maybe she she's married to a child she yeah. she she can't do that uh but uh i don't I don't know i she just said it never stuck for her interesting the, the, Linda had Pete. a
1: a cousin that just died, my wife has a cousin that just died, and her name was Diane, but everyone called her die die oh, until the day she died, we called her di die and and her husband and and everyone in the family's trying to get people to call her Diane, and nobody would. So, you know, at her funeral, she was die I still. Yeah. And she's 60 some years old. Yeah. So those are kind of interesting names that kind of stick. Didn't it, you have a yeah.
0: nickname of like Sharkhead or something? No, Whalehead. A whalehead, oh, whalehead. Come that's on what I was. Sorry,
1: right. my bad. All those I went to college with just said, I know who that is now.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So all of those that I went to college with, I'm sure, are listening today uh, to what we're saying. So, so, Petey. Oh, you know what? Speaking of that, though. My wife, there, there was a phrase she didn't like when we moved up here from Chicago. What is it? They All, all the husbands called their wife, the wife. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, so. No, I can't do that either. So I'd be talking to her and you would go, hey, ask the wife. And, and I'd go, <laughs> hey, wife. And she'd just look at me with this glare. Like, I'm not the wife. I, I, <laughs> the, I, wife. I, the wife. The <laughs> wife. I have a name. And I thought, oh, I guess you're not the wife? <laughs> Oh but boy. everybody up here is the wife that's, of the husband. That's dangerous. And, um, yeah. That's anyway, dangerous. I guess there's some names that you shouldn't use, and I will not use the wife.
2: That's wise, Dave. That's but I wise. will
1: use Petey because that's what we've always called you.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Uh, Petey, we, your journey came through Birch Ranch. You went to Nicolet Bible Institute.
2: I did, yeah. This is, this is coming up on, well, 10 years. 10 I, years. I went, came here in 2009 and uh, 10. And uh, it, was, it was very foundational for me. I was coming out of high school, um, not really knowing e- exactly what I wanted to do uh, as far as college was concerned. Like I didn't have a degree in mind. I didn't have a uh, like, oh, this is the path I wanna take. And so I, I didn't really want to uh, go to college and, and not know any of that. So yeah. one thing I really wanted to do was uh, know God more for myself. Okay. I, I grew up in church, uh, and and knew a lot of things about God through the past, the kind of my parents passing things down or my church passing things down. But I wanted to do that for myself, and so that's why I came here to NBI. So was
1: it a hard decision to come to NBI when there were other colleges and other things? Take me through your thinking. Why was it? Was it like no NBI is the only place, or were there other options? And how did you land at NBI?
2: Yeah, there there are definitely other options. Um, I, I as I I was a baseball player um, and had a couple of places. I was thinking maybe I would go play baseball for a while, um, but but really what it came down to for me was there there was no there was no surefire thing. Oh, this is what I want to do, and and I'm kind of a person that if you know me, I'm, I like to do things differently than other people um and so i was like no i want to do this thing um that's going to be different but it's going to be i knew it was going to be impactful for me uh, personally and uh just the whole experience of of being up at silver birch i had gone uh, as i was a kid and, and volunteered um so i that was a big motivator for me is to say i i know i wanted to do this and uh really and i tell people this today you you may not have that chance Ever again in life to mm. do it than, than outside of high school. So so if you if you uh, decide to go you know back to college or you want to go do your thing, it's really not killing you to be uh, to be back a year. You know right. it really isn't. Um, you can do whatever you want. You can do school online. I mean goodness, you can you know yeah. you can be taking even different classes that that uh, you know your, your gen eds or whatever while you're here. I mean it, there's so many options now today. Uh, but that was, a, that was a big thing for me. I knew, I knew it was going to be a, a really cool experience and I knew that I was going to have a faith, uh, like i never had before. That was my own, um, that I could investigate who God was, what, what scripture is all about. Um, and do that for, for myself to lay that foundation for my life. Even if I was going to be working in a church or doing ministry, um, uh, or not, I knew that that was important. Great. So
1: what do you do today for a living? Yes,
2: yeah, so I'm a, a worship pastor at Christ Community Church in Aurora. So, th- so we we have multiple campuses. Our um, our uh, kind of founding campuses in St. Charles, Illinois. Uh, we have one in DeKalb and one in Streamwood. Uh, but I'm down in the campus uh, in Aurora, a town as we call it. Yeah. Uh, and I've been there. Uh, it'll be coming up on four years in March wow. uh, of of 2020. So um, I've been doing that and, and learned a lot al- along the way. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, worship pastoring yeah. a congregation for a little while.
1: Now, Jim, the founding pastor was a camper here, you know, many yeah. years ago. So yeah. uh, we were campers together, many in sixties, 68, 69, something like that. So that was very interesting. And it's interesting to see what God has done. And then I look at your life and I see, oh my goodness, there's, um, there's, all these connections all these these networking things that happened to you sure cuz you're in his church their church was using camp yes you married our camp director's daughter yes it's like all of the links in your life uh, that are very incredible to me how god worked yeah you uh, know and set this up and set that up and set this up uh, and so your mbi year was like incredibly um Blessed, I think, in in, se- in several ways—not just learning, but all of a sudden your whole life took on a trajectory that yes, that was different.
2: You're exactly right. I mean that that's it's foundational from a, from a faith in God and and from studying Scripture standpoint, but everything else jutted out from here. Even my relationship with Silver Birch Ranch was was uh, such a huge thing in in uh, friendships and working and connections. Because yeah, it, I I uh, was connected to Christ Community Church through right. Silver Birch Ranch because you know. I worked on the program team, uh, got to, to meet a couple of youth pastors and the leaders that were down there, and uh, it, it just it all
1: came together. And it so was were you really running cool. the program back then, Jason?
2: Um, I, For his last summer,
0: for Pete's last summer, I was. Okay. I took over. That was his last year here. That was when he was a little distracted maybe with... A certain female that was here. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, wife. Know, the wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wife.
1: Well, he that. wasn't that's she right. wasn't the wife. But, <laughs> but, I, mean, uh, she is but like.
0: I even knew Petey before that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I mean we we go back quite a quite a ways too. Okay.
1: You know, well but. that that's interesting because when I look at Jason, he was a young man that grew up in my dad's church. Yeah. And this that's the founding church of this place. And your senior pastor grew up here as a camper and and you have grown up in camping, and you've been overseas and been a missionary. Now you're back, and your yep. family's grown up here. I love the ties. I love how God just ties things together. When you look at history, if you get if you get a chance, and I'm blessed to be here now, this is my 53rd year, so I get to look back and see, oh, my, look at this. Look how this worked. And in the time that you're doing it, you don't see it. Right. You don't see how he's working. And I think that some people miss that. They go, I want to see how God works. I, I want him to work in my life. So, so, Petey, while you were a student, or, or you know, Jason, while you were, uh, you, you went to Northwestern in Minnesota?
0: I did, yeah. And so while you city. were a
1: student, did you always see this is what God's doing right now?
2: Oh, not even close. I think the, <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, the, the wanting God to do something in your life. is is a such a great desire for so many people um and and as i was a student i i I didn't realize what was happening i didn't Mm -hmm. realize um you know all of the the things i was learning the connections i was making that this would potentially have a lasting impact i mean as lasting as uh my wife yeah yes uh or the job that I'm currently in now or the, the passion for ministry that, that was born out of this place, um, in me, uh, it was just happening. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like, Oh, wow. The, you know, like I'm, I'm learning things and I'm, I'm, you're kind of just getting to the next step You're right. getting to this next place of being like, Oh, I, now I might have a greater understanding. And you're always looking back and seeing, Oh God, that, that was you. That was actually, you right. know, like that, that was pretty incredible. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and Jason, you you meet with all kinds of young people today in the program team. I mean, they're volunteers. Yeah. Anybody that's listening that wants to get involved in Christian camping, look at our website. You can come up and, and possibly. Check oh yeah, it. we're
0: always looking for people to come up and help during the summer.
1: And so. and in the summer, I mean, both of you as you work with young people, and my throughout all the years I have, I'm just picturing somebody listening to us that's in college or high school, and they just don't know and don't think that God is speaking to them at all. Right. Yeah. You know, and and yet. You had to feel that way at some point in your life, and now I'm looking at it as the old guy saying, "Oh man, was he working in your life? You right. just didn't see it."
0: Well, and I think it, there's some about the the macro and the micro ways in which God works, you know. Because if you were to look at your life, I, I think you would be able to find, you know, ways in which God is working in the here and now. But there's always that thing of like, man, I just don't see God working. And that's where it goes to the, the macro level because it's a couple of years later, it's like you look back, it's like, wow, now I totally see how that time in my life, the things that were happening fits into the bigger puzzle. Because even I had those moments when I was in Northern Ireland. You know, I was a missionary in Northern Ireland right after college. And there was a time there where I was waiting for a visa's you know, to stay over there longer. And in the moment, it's like, all right, God, you called me here. And it was very evidently that he called me to be there, but I couldn't be there. And so in the moment, it was like, why, you know, but now looking back on it, I learned so much in the waiting process that I wouldn't have otherwise learned had I not waited. But in the moment, I didn't know that, you know. And I think it goes to show that as as we grow up and go through different phases, God puts us in situations to prepare us and even, you know, kind of direct us towards the path that he has for yes. us, you know, and I think we all have those moments, you know, and you, you see it all over the internet now, just because we're approaching 2020, you know, right. like, oh, we're all gonna have perfect vision 2020, you know, yep. it's always the 2020 hindsight, Right. you know, where you look back, it's like, oh, that makes total sense. And I think we have a lot of that. But, you know, the thing that I really appreciate what Petey said was at the time of his life coming out of high school, it made sense because, you know, it was the only time in his life he could do that. Right. You know, and I, and for any younger listeners out there, you know, I would say that if there's something and an opportunity that you have when you're young and you're out of high school, go for it, you know, because there's not much risk involved. I mean, yes, there's some financial responsibility, but in terms of, of responsibility, I mean, unless you get married right away out of high school, but you're single, you know, you're done with high school, and so now you're, you have the freedom to, to do whatever it is that God is calling you to do. And so step out there and do it. Right. Um, and if you are married, you know, talk to you with your wife and your spouse or whoever it is and, and see if that's something you could even do together. Because we've even had married couples come to MBI before right. Right. and it's worked mm. out for them. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it's something that I think is a, a key, yeah. key well, thing he, in your life. Here's
1: my grandfatherly advice. I mean, just listening to you two and yeah. thinking, okay, if, if you're a young person, you're in high school, maybe a senior in high school, junior, thinking about what to do, you don't know what to do. Get up every day and do what's right. Get up every day and do what's right. Get in the Word of God. Talk to some people who love God that are a different generation than you. Think about what you would want to see your life develop into down the road. And I would guarantee this. I would guarantee that you want to be good at relationships with God, and you're going to want to be good at relationships with people. I guarantee it. So start there. Just do that first, somewhere. And then every day get up and do what's right and see how God directs you in that path. Hmm. And and every day, I mean, people will come into your life, and they'll just like we talked about with Petey and just like with Jason, I mean, all of a sudden, oh, there's this opportunity to do this, there's this to do, there's, and then you meet a guy from Christ Community Church, and then before you know it, you're talking, and before you know it, they're asking you to come and do this, and it's like, well, how did that all happen? Yeah. I wish God would lead me,
0: right, right, yeah. and,
1: you, and God's going, hello, wake up, <laughs> I, I, I'm leading you, right, but you don't see it because leading the following the leading of god is a moment by moment thing it isn't okay you're going to have five kids they're going to be born on these dates they're going to be that's not how it works yeah it's going to be get up today love god love the people around you be responsible with what he's given you and see what he does mm. yeah and and then you're led and i think too i think that
2: i really believe that god if you're walking with god if you're seeking first his kingdom like you're talking about you get up and do what's right i think god will then also give you options. Uh, there are so many times where, where I've had uh, people that I've talked with that are, they're asking uh, questions like, Here, here's a, a big life decision, right? Like I had a friend of mine who um, was, was gonna be selling his house, um, God had blessed him financially to, to move on to uh, a bigger house. And so he came to me with, hey, there, here's you know, three or four options that I have. He's like, I just don't know which one is the right one. I don't know which one, like God is saying, like, here's the house. You know, like right, the, right. there's a there's a, a a beam from heaven telling you this is what you want to do. Um, and I I truly believe God will give you those options, and He enjoys seeing you make those decisions. Like, there's no like in in some decisions like that where you're like, what's the one? You know, what's the one? What? And it, I believe He gives you options, and He 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 delights in that. And He's like, oh, look at him. You know, like faithfully making that decision yeah. um and in seeking first my kingdom he's talking to me he's like we'll have a bigger house we'd be able to host people we, we're thinking about doing uh safe families um, and bringing kids in uh that that need it and you know we having a larger house would be accommodating i'm like i'm like dude what are you worrying
1: about like what do you what do you want? like what is bad about what you just said yeah
2: exactly i said pick the house yeah. you know like and and know that god is approving of you i said well if you have like deep selfish reasons where you're like oh man this one's got all the toys you know that i i really want they're not they're not needed but that you know i i I want that that the the fleshly side of me to be fulfilled in in all of these things uh then it's obviously not good i don't hear that from you you know you know if, if you're doing that or not um but it but it makes uh those decision making uh th- that decision making process so much easier and the and and a light burden and not this if i pick this you know god is going to smite me and 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 uh and uh, uh judge me because i did uh, if you're doing those things like you said dave uh, seeking God's kingdom, it, it, it just makes it yeah. so yeah. much easier, the decision to decision, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's an old story that both of you have heard, I'm sure, from me, but it, it, it's basically, I think we concentrate on the wrong thing. I think me sitting here saying, God, I'm so afraid to make this decision because it might be a wrong decision that I don't make any decision. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, the, the story I like to tell is, you, you imagine you have two young daughters and it's Mother's Day and they get up very early on Mother's Day before dawn, they're four and five years old, and they went to the kitchen and they were going to make mom breakfast in bed. And they just trashed the kitchen. I mean, they just trashed it. But they're giggling down there and they're enjoying and, and all they want to do is tell mommy how special she is. That's all they want to do. And, and they burn everything and the, you know, so they put hot chocolate on a tray and they put everything on it. And, they, and before they go up, the older one says, hey, let's put a sign to show mom we really love her. So she grabbed some lipstick and on the living room carpet they put a big heart and wrote, we love you, mommy. <laughs> and... And then they bring up the tray upstairs and on the way it's white carpet, you know, and why they have white carpet, I don't know, but the hot chocolate's spilling all over the place and they get up there and they wake Mommy up and go, happy Mother's Day, we love you, Mommy, and they hand it to her and and she looks at it and looks at the mess and just smiles and they say, oh, come over here, and takes her to the edge of the stairs and shows her downstairs. You know, it's like, oh man, when you think of all the things those kids just did wrong. (laughs) now i think that somebody that's an appropriate mom would give them a hug at that point yeah and say thank you i love you and teach them later to be appropriate you know i mean their heart didn't need correction their actions needed correction and if i'm giving advice to a young person i'm saying please work on your heart first yeah your actions down the road will come they'll they'll come but God has a way of teaching you how to be appropriate if you're not appropriate. And he knows whether you're inappropriate, but your heart's good. Yeah, yeah. And, and no one, none of us can work on somebody else's heart. That That's something I have to work on, you have to work on. And so I, th- I think don't put the pressure on there. The other thing I want to throw by you guys and see if you see it is, I think a lot of people take God's name in vain. By that I mean they say, God told me to do this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that is actually using God to shut other people up and to say that nobody can argue with me, this is what I'm doing. And it's like, unless it's written in the scriptures, I don't know that you should say that. Yeah, You know, I mean, you could say, and I think, so there's so many young people that are confused because they're sitting there saying, I wish God would tell me, like he told them, that they need to be a grocery store clerk. You know, I mean, it's like, so they're waiting and they're wondering what's wrong with them. And I'm thinking, nothing's wrong with you. They shouldn't have used God's name that way. Uh, people to this day will come to me and say, so, you know, are you, are you convinced that, you know, this is the path God had for you and that kind of thing? I said, you know, looking backwards, I'm convinced God made it work. Now, could you I was a school teacher, could that have worked? I think so.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I, think, I don't,
1: I think so too. this is where I ended up. Now, yeah. the the question gets foggy because we're talking about a God who's in the future and you know, so he set everything up knowing I was going to do it anyway. Yeah. So now is that his will? I think it is. But I'm not going to use his name in vain and just try and get people to say, you know, Dave is so spiritual. He has this direct line with God. He says, you know, buy this, do that. That's not happening. Half the time it, it, in the ministry when we're trying to do something, I go, okay, God, it, it's either going to work or we're going to burn. And I mean, I don't know. Like, this is the decision I think we need to make.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. I think uh, I used to say this Dave when when it came to a decision like I, I used to say that I wish God would show up like he did and burn you know this burning bush kind of moment and he's like Peter because he calls me Peter right you know of course of course uh, <laughs> I used go, to yeah I don't know maybe he yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe he's a little he's a casual guy uh, but for him to say show up very tangibly, very real and say, go do this. Uh, I used to wish that and say, man, I wish God did that. And then, then I thought to myself, if God actually told me what it is that my life was going to look like for the next year or or this decision or something, and the, the challenges that would come along the way, uh, I don't think I would listen to him. I think right. I would. I think mm, I would, you yeah. know, pull a Moses and be like, "Ah, wait, hold on. Are you yeah, sure?" Like, a little arguing. It's a little direct. Like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't have the skills. You know, I, I'm not a uh, whatever. Um, and I, I, think it's it's much better to 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 follow God, make those decisions, and trust that God is with you and has your back through through any of those decisions. Um, even if you make a selfish decision, He's still there with you. Yeah. You know, and He's going to help you to get out of that um and uh and figure that out so uh but i think that's so important for people especially yeah the younger people right now going into college they're thinking maybe about colleges they're applying uh where do i go you know who 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 do i date you know what like what kind of job do i want what do i do i do i work at summer camp or do i not like you those those decisions become so much easier.
1: Yeah, you know, in, in my brain, when I talk to God about a lot of things, I, I end the phrase sometimes going, this may be lipstick on carpet. Oh, that's good. You know what I mean? It yeah. may be. Mm-hmm. But God knows what my heart is saying. It's like, I really don't know what to do here. I'm yeah. trying to honor you. yeah, And I could be messing this up like royally. I understand that. But I'm counting on God knowing my heart. I can't control the circumstances. So I'm counting on him knowing my heart and that's very important and that's what i want young people to grab and say that's what i need to work on you know i need to have the right attitude when i when still like there's a reason why god put don't use his name in vain pretty early on the list and and really i do think it's a power grab you know i mean it's it's trying to do i know what god says for example there are things that god says directly i need to love my wife like christ loved the church that's his will i can tell you directly that's what god wants me to do mm. Okay, now, again, go through and Satan starts playing with all the definitions of the words. I understand that, but God said those words. I know that I'm created to love God and to love each other, you know other people. So that I know, I can tell you definitively. I know that I should not be um, greedy. I can tell you definitively that I should not be greedy. You know, now again, we could have a discussion about what that means, but so I think. W- I want I want a generation to grow up thinking I want to honor the fact that God is God and I want to be careful with how I throw His name around. Yeah. Um, when I taught I uh, when I first started teaching it was in a um, basically a Jewish school. It wasn't; it was a public school, but almost all the kids were were Hebrew faith and I mean Jewish kids. They would not say the word God. It's funny because they would go Oh G-D. and, and I thought. <laughs> Okay, that's interesting. Uh, but they wouldn't say it because they, they weren't allowed to. And, and that's one thing I think the, the Old Testament and some of the, the, our, our, our Jewish friends have right. I think they try and show respect for God and try and be careful how they use his name because we're told to because his name is the most powerful name in the universe. Yeah. And it would be like somebody coming up to this ministry or, or to you know in the summer and saying, Jason told me to do this and Jason never told him to do that. Or you in, in, in the uh, worship at your church saying, yeah, you know, Petey said we should do this, and you find out later. I never said that, but they're using you to get something done, and they're mm-hmm. using your name to do it. Sure. Yep. So I I want people to be careful, and I think they can be. Um, there's plenty that's revealed in God's word, uh, but go ahead and and show God that you love Him by by trusting Him with your actions, and it might be lipstick on carpet, but do it anyway, and do it with a very gentle heart, and and watch God correct it. You know, down the road, because I would correct those girls down the road if I were their parents. Hmm. You know, I would just—I might have them help me get the lipstick out of the carpet. You know, and do something where I show them the consequences of it, but do it in a loving way, yeah. uh, because their heart wasn't bad. Yeah, uh, you can imagine how you would destroy somebody by yelling them mm-hmm. at them at that point. Yeah, their heart would get hard.
2: Well, I think even in an example like these, these girls—they don't know any better. Right, like they don't. They may not know. Oh, this lipstick on the carpet is probably a bad idea. It's really hard to get off of this carpet. Do you know right. how much cup, like how much money right. this carpet costs? Like, yeah. so you can say, Hey, thank you. Let's talk about uh, what is right and wrong here. You know, and, and right. I think if, if in that same vein, like if we are are making those decisions and doing that, God is going to say, Hey, let's do. Let's let's figure this out together. You know, yeah. I think for, that's really for those good. who I've, think
1: it's so complicated that the Christian life is so complicated. I want to suggest it's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a God, you're not him. And I would say that, that when you get to the point in life where you enjoy God, where you actually enjoy him, you'll be fine. Because now you're enjoying his presence, you're enjoying listening to him. And if that's not where you're at, you need to start making decisions so you can get there. Mm-hmm. Hang around with people um, who can show you what it's like to enjoy God. Not lecture you necessarily, not but show you this is what it's like to just enjoy being with God. And before you know it, that enjoyment turns into this relationship where, you know, you really don't want to disappoint God because you enjoy him. You enjoy his presence. You enjoy his fellowship. And so now when he says something, now you're eager to look and see what did he say. Um, I'm not saying that God won't put something on your mind, though. Um, We were praying when we lost our our business person here at camp. I remember I was sitting on where I study and I was just praying, saying, God, I don't know who to ask. And honestly, there was a guy that came to my mind that I didn't even know. I mean, I knew of him. And I knew that he was in another camp. I knew that he wasn't there anymore, but I couldn't, I didn't know his name, didn't know his number. And I knew a guy that knew him, so I called him and said, I don't know, I was praying. This guy came to mind. He gave me his number. He's now our business guy. And it it looks like, boy, that was a good move. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I don't know how he came to my mind. But um, I wouldn't say definitively, you know, God wrote it on a paper or anything. So.
0: No, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I I think you said something really key there is you just have to put yourself in a situation to allow God to teach you you know, I mean, that's even the decision you made, PD. It's like you, the reason you went to MBI is because you wanted to have that foundation. And it takes a little bit of effort. It takes a step of faith a lot of times. It just doesn't happen. Um, but unfortunately for this conversation, we're out of time. I, I thank you guys for listening to us. If you missed part of the, this episode or if you want to listen to other discussions that we have, I encourage you to head over to relate365.com where you can download this podcast and even check out some of the other resources we have. Or you can always go to your favorite podcasting website and subscribe there. That way you know whenever we have a new episode and all that fun stuff. PD, thanks for joining us. This is is Jason and Dave here on Younger and Older. We will see you here next time. Take care. Bye-bye.